The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. (laughs) Heelandtoeapparel.com Heel&Toe Apparel is all about making clothes for people who love to drive. They're all about the manual transmission, and we support that. I don't know what else to say about them that we haven't said before. They make the coziest shirts cool sweatshirts the raddest hats they have a really cool new camo trucker hat i love the the new heel and toe badge logo or i guess you call it a shield logo and those shirts look really cool and uh yeah they've been making our rally shirts for the past geez i don't even know now at this point it's like 10 rallies or something and everyone is better than the next i swear it's like everyone is my favorite shirt and this last batch is the same thing we did the sierra rally rewind and they made us some really cool shirts black with gold and uh, i'm in i'm in love with them i think i i took three of them for myself so uh yeah check out heel and toe apparel.com forward slash dwa and use the code dwa at checkout to get 20 percent off your order support those that support us check out heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash dvua check us out and show your support at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome as well as you know giving us a little support for this uh weekly podcast we provide we also give you some cool benefits like free sticker packs discounts on Things in our store like the license plate stickers, license plate frames, rally hats, a bunch of other stuff. You also get early access to DWA rallies if you're in the area and events like Camping Wall Awesome. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Welcome to Driving Wall Awesome. My name is Warren. Word. Um, I'm Lane. Is Lane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Word. <laughs> no, uh, Mark. Uh, Art, you're there. You're there. Um, what's your scene right now? Where Where are you? I'm in Santa Barbara in the Cayenne, recording outside of a condo. It's the scene. What brings you to Santa Barbara? Just a weekend away, you know, doing thanks down here. Nice. Are you doing big today's, things? Today's um, Monday, just so you know. Yeah, I did, did, did some big things, yeah. Uh, and then uh, driving back tonight, so just a quick in and out, you know, like the old and out, like in uh, Clockwork Orange. Okay. I did okay. hang out with okay. uh, our bud awesome. uh, Colin uh, over here, who is the man. He's got the 912, has been on a ton of our rallies, and uh, had a few sours, Belgian sours, because he's a big sour guy, so we totally bonded even further over Belgian sours, because... Uh, mm. He took me to the spot. Oh, wow. That's... Yep. Yeah, and I, and I know you guys hate sours, so that was pretty sweet to be able to share the love with someone. Um, that, uh, Where'd you I go? Was... Where'd you go? <laughs> I don't remember sour, the name, but I, it's it's terrible. But uh, So we went to one place, and I'm like, I looked at the menu, and it was all like Humble Sea, like Mendocino, and I'm like, dude, like I'm in Santa Barbara. Like, Is there anything local? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, oh, shit. Well, if you want local, let's go to this other spot. And so we went to this other place, and... For the life of me, I can't remember what it's called, but um, but I had this boysenberry stuff that was insane, and uh, a pluot drink that was also fantastic, and Ooh. both were really really good. Nice. Yeah. But mm. shit, I can't remember what it's called. Very it is. Nice. It's brewed in Galita. Does that help, Lane? Yeah. Is it the place in like a mall type setting? No, like an outdoor mall setting. We were downtown, like in in the the funk zone, so oh, okay. like, like off of state. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gotcha. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. remember what it's called. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Sounds like a good time, dude. Glad you're able to connect with some. 
tapes. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, Travis was busy. He had he had um, fam stuff going on, and I didn't really kind of reach out the tentacles any further since I was just doing fam stuff anyways. But I was stoked to to spend some time with Colin for a bit and uh, talk talk shop. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got some some future purchases here in the works and trying to move some things around. Uh, so we we're just talking about that stuff. Like he's talking E sixty three wagons and um, mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. things. Cool. That is cool. Are you getting any of the wind down there? It's super windy here today. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little windy. Yeah, it's not 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 crazy windy. A little bit. Um, the thing is that um, it's right now this time of the year here, like Santa Cruz, I guess, like the Bay Area. Uh, this is they get the Indian summer here, so it's 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 really really beautiful and sunny and like no not foggy, which is that's typically the case in the summer. Uh, so if you're standing in direct sunlight, even if it's windy, like you're baking, <laughs> but, um, in the shade, it's like significantly cooler. Uh, and, uh, this morning we did go to the park and it was windy in the shade and like, it's like this back and forth, right? It's like, I'm wearing like a long sleeve button up that's rolled up and I'm wearing shorts and I go out in the sun. I'm like, ah, it's too hot. And then I go back in the shade. It's like, ah, it's too cold. And it's <laughs> just back and forth. Goldilocks uh, over here. Goldilocks. Yeah, dude. Serious. I couldn't find the right porridge at the park today. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, well, we got a couple things to discuss, but we have a couple questions first. Might as well just knock those out, and then uh, we can move on. Um, let's see here. Yeah, only a couple, and that's fine. So, um, Big Fat Flip asks, uh, what's the automotive equivalent of PSL? By the way, I was so angry I had to figure this what out. What is PSL? I'll, I'll read the second part of the question. You can maybe put it together. PSL. Um, bonus, what is the Bud Light pumpkin spice seltzer of cars? So pumpkin spice latte is PSL. Oh, wow. It's horrible. Okay. I know. Uh, what's the automotive equivalent of a pumpkin spice latte? So, and I'm not even going to concentrate on this last part. Are they like saying that's spice. like basic or something? Or what, what's I think the... it's like a seasonal uh, fad. Okay. Would be my oh, take. But, but, but for like a basic bitch, is that what they call those? <laughs> those? <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not like totally on the hate the, pumpkin spice latte bandwagon i think like it's you know oh, I'm, I'm on them uh, yeah like i think it's uh it's a seasonal thing there's a coziness that comes along with it right it's kind of like your fall leaves oh, you gosh. get in the mood and yeah i like know, it and, and, I, and I it's also it. let's full disclosure let's let the listeners know that art did work at starbucks i did work and, at starbucks uh, i was a shift lead so I, they I really hammer it in yeah, oh, hey, actually, Art, I, I was, love some uh, coziness, dude. Yeah, and I love go. some seasonal shit. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, you know, sets the mood, right? Uh, it, it It's just like, it, yeah. right, it kind of coincides with that time of the year when it goes from, like, the air goes from humid to really crisp, and you go out and take a nice, oh, deep <laughs> breath so of good, cold, dude. fresh air. Yeah, um, you just, all, all of a sudden, I feel like an eggnog. There you go. It's, it's, it's on. Dude, and so yeah. I actually, um, I do, I do, um, I do. I kind of hold back on the sweetness, though. I I go one less pump of the stuff, like to, because it's a little oh, too sweet I for go, me. I, yeah, but, I go half pumps. Half pumps. Sorry, there you go. Uh, but uh, I'm a fan. Uh, so okay, well, but I'm trying to think. Like it's he's think he's uh, putting it in a negative light here, right? As Lane said, it's almost like a like a. I mean, not necessarily. It's just a question. No, no. There's no negative there's, connotation yeah, that I, I mean, can gather. He didn't say anything like. Yeah, you didn't see anything negative okay. about it. It was just a so something. So, I mean, seasonal. I don't know how he's thinking, but yeah, be. yeah. Because I mean, there's I mean fads. I mean, there's like, do we still have the people keeping that shit on their challengers on the splitters? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I haven't seen it lately. Yeah, I saw one last week. Um, how about like uh, people building up adventure rigs, but then never using them off road? Oh. Is that a, is that a pumpkin spice latte thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like or you're like, co- you're like a, a convertible in this. Is that like you're Sorry, a coffee guy, but you only do really sweet stuff? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Right, right, right. Like, um, yeah, you can't handle a real coffee, but you can drink these milkshake things that Starbucks pushes. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be like buying a convertible at the beginning of summer or spring. You know, you like have these, all of a sudden the weather is beautiful and you're like, I, I want a convertible. And then you oh, buy those it. ads, the ads that are written with that in mind are so brutal. 
Yeah. You know, convertible weather's right around the corner. Get your Miata now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you realize, yeah. I don't really like convertibles. My wife won't ride in the car because she doesn't like her hair blowing in the wind or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't and know also, if we're taking this question right. but What is the Bud Light pumpkin spice seltzer of cars? I don't even... Is that a real thing? What does that even mean? Is that a thing? Because I want to try it. Lane's all in. He's like, hook it up. Um, I watched uh, Saturday on the latest Saturday Night Live. They had like the guy was um, drinking a seltzer and it was like, a, fuck, it was JCPenney seltzer. And he's like, <laughs> the guy's like, what are you drinking? He's like, JCPenney, you know, like everyone's making them these days. It like has hints of like coats and jeans or something you know? Dust. and then the guy comes in his friend it's like a, uh it's like w- one of the oil change places seltzer you know like oh right jiffy lube jiffy lube or jiffy lube seltzer yeah it's like essence what's of what's your guys whatever? take on that new what's yeah. it your take on the new coffee coca-cola well that's been around forever uh, it's just like we we are getting it here in this country, but that's super old. Yeah, that's oh, cool. yep. that's such uh, an art statement, yeah, by the way. That's old school. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> like in fucking <laughs> in Taiwan, they've been drinking that for in Europe, years. Yeah, in this small village, coffee, coffee, Coca Cola. They've been drinking that for years. Yeah, totally. That. That, it's um, it's also a thing but that truck drivers I travel do. too. Like before, be, uh, like before, meth was really popular. Uh, uh you know, you do half co- half <laughs> Coke, half coffee, and uh, that's a really a thing. Um, but Chinese. yeah, uh, I haven't tried. The, so have you tried the, it, Art? The, the, not the current whatever formula that's been released. I've tried it in Mexico before. Um, it's fine. I mean, it's definitely yeah. it's intense. It definitely gives you the jitters. Um, the, the <laughs> yeah, this is sort of like re- tangentially related. But I'm a really big fan of Red Bull Cola. Have you tried that? Uh, yes, that's really good. Yeah, and that's very hard to find. Oh. It was a total failure in the U.S. Unfortunately, due to terrible yep. marketing. But I thought they just I thought they just got rid of it. They still sell it. They still sell it. It's uh it's currently advertised on the end plate of the. I think it's on the um, isn't it on the Alpha Tauri lane? I think it's on the Alpha Tauri, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. It, I, I oh, didn't I think realize right. that. I think you're right, Art. I think yeah. we looked at that one. So yeah, I think like, it oh, just yeah. yeah they just totally blew it here. So it's in other countries. But I mean, it's like it's just you think about it. It's like oh my god, like Coca like cola and red bull like which and that's not what it is right it's a completely different thing that is like it's a natural cola and ironically it's all natural ingredients and all that because you think red bull you think chemically you think super crazy energy but it's like it's it's a bunch of herbs and spices and it does have uh um (laughs) coca leaf extract uh which you know gives you uh in addition to the caffeine gives you a little extra buzz but um it's delicious stuff tiny extra buzz yeah Gotta yeah. try it. Can you order it on Amazon or something? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only place I can find LaCroix um, Cola. That's nice, too. Is Amazon. Yeah. And it's so expensive. Yeah. I, I'm oh, really? too cheap to buy it. But. Drew gets it all the time. It's really good. Have uh, you guys... Fancy okay. order, though. Oh, Mike, I I have something to admit. I've never had a Red Bull. I've had us, like, a couple sips of a Red Bull. Ever. Wow. Ah, why not? I don't... It feels... So gnarly in the mouth. I just, I don't know. It's not for me, dude. <laughs> Too big of a pussy is what you're saying. It's pretty right. intense. It's kind of like talky chips or something. You know, it's like. You fucking house talky chips. I've I seen had them one time in my life. <laughs> I was housed them. In, in Austin. And in a house with to... cockroaches and, and bed bugs. And I was oh under the influence God. of the bugs. Do not even throw bed bugs into the mix. That was And then bull- my teeth bullshit. hurt like for like a week after that. Nice. Yeah. And I've yeah. never had them again. They're so gnarly. I don't get so that. So gnarly. And I feel like Red Bull is the same kind of thing. I see people drinking it. I'm like, yeah, it's so intense. Like drinking battery, battery acid or something. Oh, dude. <laughs> I had the opportunity to, I went to a, the energy drink section of a Chevron on Saturday and I had a three and a half hour drive ahead of me. Um, and they did not, I usually get the little double shot Starbucks because yep. it's not a lot of volume. I don't want to have to I take get. a leak right off the bat. So They have triple they shot have, now. Okay, but they didn't have any of the little cans. It was like big fucking Rockstar or uh, yeah, Rockstar sized uh, Starbucks, mm-hmm. Coke, coffee, uh, Red Bull, Rockstar monsters. Um, I went with the Starbucks energy drink thing. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, with the the mocha with ginseng or bullshit. whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it's the tall can, like a big. Yeah, can. I know it's a big boy. Yeah, big boy, <laughs> big twenty ounce or something. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't, I was too afraid of the Coke coffee. It sounded too weird for me. Uh, guys, I have an answer for you. Dude, I just realized that we totally, I mean, it's not necessarily fall, but how about antlers and a, and a Rudolph nose on your car? That's a, is that the equivalent of a pumpkin spice latte? That's pretty good. Or like a wreath, a wreath, a wreath on your Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. That might be it. I mean, those are, those are pretty good, but they're, I think they're a little taking it a step further, right? Yeah, you're probably right. The percentage uh, of people getting uh, uh, oh, right. <laughs> the latte compared to like putting re- <laughs> reindeer antlers on their car. Your car would look really yeah, nice, yeah. right? It's, it's, your car is perfect for it. It's bright red. Dude, I, and a wreath, right? Every, yeah. All those things. Oh, you get to the wreath if over you guys the, had to, the rear hatch. Yeah. If you guys had to um, put a Christmas decoration on your car and you had to choose between a wreath um or the fake antlers that go on your windows yeah. what would it be uh um, i go with a wreath i'll go fake antlers <laughs> only because i have kids and they would find that more uh, endearing and entertaining versus like a wreath just like oh endearing yeah he did it folks it's cute, right? Endearing. It's it, uh, like it's it's cute. Uh, a wreath is kind of like what what are you doing, Dad? That thing just looks tacked on there. Versus like, I don't know. Oh yeah, that, the others look so fucking molded in, just so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they're so integrated, Lane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're ruining your window seals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Leafy Lotus says, "Yo, Art, I got an EK Civic with the D series." You know, I'm looking to build something with the most amount of VTEC noise. That classic, ah, can you suggest a build? LS VTEC, full GSR swap, K20, etc. Wow. That was, that, that, that got me pretty hyped, actually. I was kind of excited there for a second. Um, <laughs> okay, so he's got a D-Series. He wants to take that out. Um, I imagine it's a non-VTEC car. I don't know. Because, I mean, even D-Series like are pretty rad. You could do some cool stuff with those. Um, you could do the D16 Z6 out of an EX or an SI. You could also do the D16 Y8 out of the later EX. Uh, but And those you could make pretty solid power. They sound killer. They're just a single overhead cap motor. That's the, that's the downside. And uh, But uh, what I would recommend, though, is if he's down to do full GSR swap, uh, I would do that because you can get you know a complete setup, but uh, replace the intake manifold with a Skunk Pro, a Skunk Pro Two series uh, intake manifold, which eliminates like all the intake butterflies because those have like a two stage like variable like intake system, so like it gives you more low end torque. Um, and but you kill the top end. It's like it's it's kind of a compromise, right? Like they t- they try to give you more torque down low and then still give you some like the butterflies open fully. Um, uh, up up and higher in the rev range but not only do you compromise the power you also kill the sound and the induction sound on those motors is kind of everything bro remember 50 percent of the experience is uh of the sensification oh yeah oh yeah i forgot about uh, yeah. that you're right so um i would do that get uh what you know get an aem cold air intake or whatever you like don't get a short ram even though they sound awesome but you don't make more power you just uh suck in a bunch of hot air next to your header um and then from there, you know, there's all the, the sky's the limit. Um, there's so many different headers you can do. There's so many different blah, blah, blah. Do we know where he is? Is he in the state of California? Um, I don't know. Because if he I'm is, sure. yeah, to... there's, um, yeah, that's the, the, then you run into carbon smog and stuff like that, right? So the, the good news is that like all the Skunk 2 stuff is carb legal. So that's easy. I think he's in Oregon. Oh, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. So headers are, are kind of like your, uh, the world is your oyster there. Uh, the tri Y sounds amazing. Um, but it does sit pretty low and it looks killer. It's got like the, in, like the really long individual runners across the front. Um, but, um, at the bottom collector sits pretty low, so you have to get a skid plate or protect it somehow. Um, but that looks the best and sounds the best also makes more the most power up top, like beyond uh, above five. Uh, and this, you know, this setup will rev to eight, eight thousand, eighty-two hundred all day long. So um, that's kind of the basics, man. And then from there, there's all kinds of shit you can do. But um, yeah, hell yeah, dude, hell yeah. Uh, Lane, did you take notes? Were you taking notes there? What? What, oh, what happened? You blacked out for a while. <laughs> yeah. whoa, 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 what happened? All right, next question. 
Mr. B. Phelps says, number one international rally location, where would you want to drive? Japan. So this is for a driving while awesome rally, not for like, you know, world rally championship. This yeah. is like where we would want to host a rally, where we would want to drive. I, I have one that comes to mind quickly, and that is España. Mm, interesting. Okay. Spain would be way up there, and I'll tell you why. Um, great roads and all that, and there's obviously great roads in in Germany and, and Switzerland and all that, but I feel like you could get away with more in Spain. Does that sound fair to say? I don't know. I, um, I, where I, is this research? Where does this come from? <laughs> just from being in Spain before, I feel like they're a little more laxed than the people in Austria. Oh, they definitely uh, are. And yeah, Germany. Sure. Definitely more than Austria. Yeah. Well, those but, are where other great roads came to mind are. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this, you know, the Spanish uh, hills, and it's also a lot like the roads we drive here. I think it's very similar. Well, it depends where you live, right? I mean, Same. like the the center of Spain, like Madrid, is like it's like the most. I mean, it's like super flat, ah. right? It's like in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's I like n- in the middle of nowhere. I was gonna that, say just so. uh, Barcelona Lane. Um, but uh, I hate, oh, it's, I, it's, it's coming. Barcelona. <laughs> if it's going, I hate. I hate how you. Hey, you said Madrid was crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know what you said at first. Uh, there you go. Uh, what really about the Basque Lane. country, Warren? I think that's where you want to go, right? You want to go that's north? That's where I'm talking. Uh, yeah, northeast kind of. Between get, like Basque and Barcelona, like that zone. All the way down uh, to the, the Pyrenees. Border. Yeah, Pyrenees are good. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. The Pyrenees. I feel you. I mean, I think, yeah, you, you definitely, um, I think that is a that is true. Uh, what you That is a true assessment. I think that if you go to Portugal, you have even uh, uh, even more laxed <laughs> culture um and there are also yeah. epic roads but i mean it, it you know they're something about half a dozen in the other or what do they say six and a half something <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so, so my other thought went to like new zealand or something but it's a lot of dirt and i'm not as comfortable on dirt roads mm. so in yeah. theory it would be amazing and and beautiful but i like driving on the right side of the road and uh, pavement Personally, oh, but yeah. you guys have answers too, so don't let me hold you back. Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. Already, Art said Japan. Yeah, I'm Japan all the way. I'm probably like yeah. Wisconsin, probably. Oh, that's, that's pretty, another country. pretty sick. How about Detroit? Oh, it's country, he said. He said international. Country, he said international. Uh, mm. Mm. Detroit, probably. Detroit, Boston. Detroit, Boston's a really good call. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I've only been to a few countries out out there out there in the world, so I haven't explored them all, you know. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool, man. <laughs> all right, let's. We'll go. We'll come back. We'll circle back to that well, one. Any any um, roads that you've seen or heard of that you want to get on that you they, that just are kind of legendary or that you've seen in shows or whatever. Not really. I mean, some of the. The stuff that they do, like where they do tests and for like Evo Ma- Evo magazine and stuff, look cool out and like what like Scotland Wales and stuff like that and like Scotland yeah. and places like that look rad. Isle of Man could be cool, um, but mm. I, I mean, there's nothing I'm like jonesing for. All those Austrian ones look like a, I don't know, they kind of look like a clusterfuck most of the time, you know. Like it's just like getting to the top of this hill and um, being behind slow cars yeah that's the thing is once you get in the alps like the alps are beautiful and the roads are incredible but they're like they're very known right it's like that that's like the place that everyone goes to do that and so uh as you said yeah you're gonna have a good mix of everything right a bunch of cyclists like tourists and caravans right warren Mm -hmm. um and uh and then people yeah yeah, and people who are gonna try to haul ass up there and not have a good time so um, I feel you, man. What do you think about the uh, Atlas Mountains in Morocco? Whoa, interesting. I haven't considered it's supposed that. Supposed to be epic. Well, I, I guess what I'm thinking of also is like, it's just like access to like you want some civilization, right? Like because um like you want to end in really cool spots or have great like lunch spots and stuff like that. And so that's like for me, Japan. Like I'm thinking like there's a lot of great destinations in the mountains and, uh, and you're still very close to major cities, like, cause it's a small country. Um, so you can end kind of back down in town and then head back into the hills and the roads are flawless and there's there, I mean, it's a very, very mountainous hilly country. So there's a shit ton of like twisty mountain roads everywhere. Um, but, um, 
It is right-hand drive. I unless, like that, though. Yep. What do you say, sir? Oh, I was going to say I like that because uh, that's like how we look at doing rallies, right? It's like tying roads together with like good towns and cool places to eat and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. It's definitely a, a nice thing to have. So I was thinking, yeah, because it's obviously right-hand drive, right? But um, like, are we bringing our own cars? Can we drive left-hand drive cars? Because driving right-hand drive isn't a deal breaker, but want. it's not a deal. All right, we're doing whatever we want. We're doing Japan then. <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, Alex J. Eleven Hundred says, "What, what Radwood car would each of your wives buy? Realistic as far as price goes, but doesn't need to be depended upon for reliability." Huh. Interesting. Would they actually uh, buy? My wife would buy her her first car, which she had from. 16 years old till 26 or 30 years old. Like, I don't know. I can't do the math right now, but, uh, Fox body Mustang. And, uh, I don't know if she'd buy the exact same one, but four cylinder, four cylinder manual, uh, hatchback. Interesting. uh, Was her flavor, but, uh, that's what she rocked all through UCSC living in San Francisco. Um, until she got her Mini Cooper, so yeah, that might be that might be the one she would be interested in. Um, you think she would keep? On, yeah, yeah, she wouldn't want to upgrade like a, like a like something super rad, like a Seven Up cab or something like that. Or, or oh, like, for sure, no, yeah. I I don't think she would get the same flavor uh, as that. But a Fox body of some kind would be fun for sure. Yeah, gotcha. I would support that, and she'd have to get the Cure sticker on the back again, too. Mm-hmm. Be that, really cool car to have. <laughs> that charming um, man. Lane already, <laughs> his wife already has a Radwood car. Uh, yeah, my wife has. It's not really a Radwood car, but uh, <laughs> well, what year is it? It's it, it technically is, but it's not a Radwood car. It's a '99, but it's the first yeah. year of the vehicle, and I don't I don't consider that Radwood. I know, and that's when that's it, when a car came out in '99. Like that's not. Nah, it's a I don't know. It kind of changes things, right? Right. Yeah, They're yeah, primarily yeah. built in the in the two thousands, and uh, it was built to be a two thousands car, right? Totally. Uh, her first car was a a seventy seven Celica, which she loved, but that's obviously not Radwood. And then they changed body styles before it got into the Radwood era. So I think her second car was a Jetta, like a eighty five or eighty six Jetta. Um, maybe she would take that is there Uh, maybe if we did like a full gli or something i'm just thinking like you guys are going straight to like okay what did they have in period but like is there anything that you think that like they that stands out to them from the era like that they see on the streets and be like oh like those are rad or those are cool that they're interested in i mean her my wife's grandmother had a a first gen gti and uh, she grew up in that car and loved it so we when she sees those she definitely you know perks up so I could see that would be an easy sell. And same thing goes for Cabriolet. I think she'd be down with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cab. Yeah, so Jamie's, How about you, Art? Yeah, Jamie's first car was a, a Mark II Cabriolet. So, or I guess it's a, I don't even know what he, is it a Mark II? Because, you know, it's technically like a Mark well, three body Mark, style. But, it's a Mark three. <laughs> but, you it's know, a it's Mark a Mark II cab, but it's a Mark three body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's we confusing. always call them Mark twos, but yeah, it's a Mark three. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that was her first car, um, which she really enjoyed. But I don't know if she necessarily wants that again. Um, trying to think of something that, yeah, while we're talking, like, that stands out that she, like, sees on the streets and is, like, interested in. Um, can't think of anything in particular. Um, she's, like, not really a car person at all. So, like, <laughs> like, it's like no, I don't think she, like, uh, it, it, the, the things that stand out to her are the things that stand out to most people. It's, like, shiny chrome, like, classics, you know. Yeah, like luxury. Yeah, or, like, old school, like, like a like a 50s Cadillac or something or, like, uh, the things like that that are, like, cute you know that are uh the white what walls about like an, an sl sl mercedes like an r107 a nice r107 would yeah, that be something she, she'd go whoa look at that maybe i think she she's more into like like um like when we were in cuba like she took pictures with all the cars right because like that's again like it, that, that era but it, not only because it's it's something unique to that country where all the cars are of, the, of that era because you know once the uh, kind of cold war kicked in like they, they you know they didn't we import didn't. anything um but um yeah i can't think of anything in particular um 
R107 is a good call. She really liked my SEC, but she didn't, it's not something that she would necessarily want to own. Um, and she doesn't like 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 really fa- like fa- like you know sports cars and like Ferraris and shit like that. So um, I think it would be actually. You know what? I can see her in like a Wagoneer or something like that. Like I think she yeah, would like, I could see like that. a like a Wagoneer. That that's probably what she'd be into. Old school pretentious, uh, old school pretentious SUV thing. She's uh, that, well. I, she's not pretentious at all, but <laughs> but that I guess she no. Just, but those cars were like that's what that car was, right? It was very like waspy East Coast car, kind mm-hmm. of when, or at least that's how I I look at those when they were new. Um, along the same lines, I do think Heidi would be into like a '80s Range Rover or something like that. Yeah, which same kind of same kind of thing, kind of like East Coast waspy. Range Rover like, Classic, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think she might yeah. be into one of those actually. Uh, that that that's she's just into like that shape too, and that I think she'd be into that design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it fits like the uh, the aesthetic or the the thing that they're used to driving nowadays, which is like a a high up SUV. Exactly. Um, and then a bonus is that they both have big greenhouses and stuff, which is kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. Yep. 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 Well, that's it for questions. So next week we'll we'll have more, I'm sure. Um, what'd you guys get mixed up to this weekend? You guys, oh, actually, we had a movie premiere. You guys should, uh, oh yeah, folks know about. I, I wasn't able to join, but you guys went and saw the new James Bond at a special screening, right? Yep. Private yeah, screening. it was super cool. Our our uh, our friend and um. I guess our landlord of the at the old Wrigley building, William, he called or hit me up and to see if we could like maybe bring a few James Bond type cars to the premiere of the James Bond event in Scotts Valley. And uh, he was bringing his Triumph motorcycle, which is seen in the film. He has the same one. So he had that in the lobby. And then we hit up a few friends and, uh, we got a 1985, I want to say, Lotus Esprit Turbo in white over white leather interior. Uh, did not have skis on it, unfortunately, mm. but it has a, a James Bond license plate. Oh, and cool. uh, and then we had a 740 IL E38 BMW, and we had a brand new Land Rover uh, Defender 90 black on black that uh so ben Rogat brought that um arthur brought the e38 and then uh emil from uh, was it sports car performance right is his shop's name uh yep. yep yeah he brought the lotus so we had those all out front and then we uh the owner of the theater uh offered us a free screening you know a, a full screening room for us and our friends so we had a we had a our own screening room all to ourselves, and we had a few people out, and yeah, it was rad, super cool. Um, cool. The movie's kind of blue, but it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not what gonna your, I don't want to I'm not gonna talk about the movie until Warren sees it because I would like to have a, like a discussion about it at some point, just because it is a car movie sort of, you know, like there's cars in there and whatnot. Um, but um, yeah, it was um, there were some cars. Uh, the the DB4 was like. It was like DB4 and then the like V8 Vantage. DB5, the, right? Oh, was it a DB5? Sorry. Yeah, so DB5. I and mean, then, that's a traditionally he has a DB5, not a four. So. I, 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 yeah, DB5. I'm sorry. I can't remember the differences between them. I know one, uh, one of them is. It's hard to tell. Yeah. yeah um, but um, the, so it's a DB5 and then the V8 uh, Vantage from the 80s this time around. Like they didn't have any, like, I mean, there was like the Land Rovers were heavy in there. There were some Jags, um, you know, some, um, so what is it the uh and they had like a zagato uh a zagato um aston martin at one point the that's the db4 right the db4 zagato no like a newer car when was the newer one? Oh, wait a minute and there was like a, a, a shot of the valkyrie for a second right yo maybe it was the no oh there, there was the valkyrie at one point yeah but then there was like a there was some kind of zagato style like i don't know I forget. I don't remember what scene it was, but uh, Damn. it was. Uh, yeah, I don't remember at all. From the front, like a low. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, because the only the yeah. one that yeah, because I remember there was like a little bit of a snippet. They opened a garage and the Valkyrie was there, and I was like, oh shit, like the, mm-hmm. they're gonna drive the Valkyrie in this movie. That's rad. And that was all we got. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, uh, yeah. But I like that. It was the, in like uh, a really white room, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I really like that the 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 '80s V8 Vantage got a lot of uh, got a lot of screen time, and that's a stunning car. It's a beautiful car, and I, you know, I know we've talked about it on the show before. We're big fans of those, so it's kind of an interesting choice, right, to to have that one in the mix. Um, I think it was a good move from a generational standpoint. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Wait, are hey, what was the co- so? I know you don't want to talk about the movie for some reason, but uh, what was <laughs> the car that uh, when they went onto the they went onto like the tarmac of the airstrip and this, I think the girl picked him up or something and they had did the sloppiest little, little getting sideways thing onto the tarmac I've ever seen. What was that car? Wasn't, I want to say, wasn't that like some two, some late model Aston? Okay. It's, you remember it, that scene? Gnarly that it's not memorable. Yeah. I can't, I, um, so they got what? like, she got, they got sideways. It just shows them, they take off and then it shows them getting sideways onto the, the, the airstrip. And it was like this super sloppy little sideways action with a, with, it's like one of those things you'd see and be like, Oh, we got to redo that. Definitely. Cause that looked like shit. Um, it, was it was just kind of like, dang low standard. It wasn't thing. smooth or clean or anything. Yeah. It was, oh man, I don't remember which car that was, but. Anyways. Yeah, because there were a ton of there was like the Range yeah. Rover SVRs. I remember those were front and center. Um, I like the 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 yeah. I, I don't know what era, but the the Land Cruiser got a lot of fucking screen time. The uh, the the girlfriend's oh, yeah. the Land Cruiser that was rad, and, and the Land Cruiser was like like he was oh shit, this is like I guess spoiler alert sort of, but um, he was like slamming into all the Jags and all the Land Rovers and just basically like destroying them with his fucking <laughs> with his Land yeah, Cruiser, yeah, which is kind of crazy, right? Because it's an Aston movie. That's the first thing. It came into my mind it's like man they should show that these are like a little more capable than that right dude yeah they were like totally um, yeah it was it was kind of like a weird approach right because they were all being destroyed by this by this thing and uh you you it's an awkward thing for sure um so i had to look this up because i i couldn't um i couldn't figure out what you were talking about it looks like there was a dbs super legera in the movie so um, there we go. I, that, that's what it was. That yeah. was that's what it was. Um, I just looked up a list of cars that were in the movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ben Rogat was sitting next to me, and he was he he was like being that dick and like talking over the movie and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I was doing that too. Uh, but um, and he's like, he was telling me that the uh, the DB5s were actually E46 M3s with a with a fiberglass body on them, um, and I mean they executed it really well. I I, I had no idea. If Makes sense. Me. Yeah, but that's rad though. That's a cool setup, and that I can is see. Rad. I can It'd be cool see to have that. one of those. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and that's because yeah. you know, how, how much are those cars now? With like eight million? I have no idea. I don't know <laughs> at all. What a DB five? No. no, they're like seven hundred yeah. grand. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, they're affordable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a racing a racing version or something maybe, but yeah, as yeah. a gato bodied perhaps. <clears throat> no, yeah. I, it, during the movie, Nick uh, Nick was like, "How much are those nowadays?" I'm like around 700 and he's like he or he's like what are those three million i'm like no like 700 grand and then he looked it on his, up on his phone during the movie oh yeah and it turned out i think the average price is like is 700 grand good job lane but they've always been kind of like quote-unquote undervalued you know i remember seeing them in 2009 the auctions down in monterey and they were like 270 or something so, i guess because they know, made a lot of those right? that was kind of cheap because the DB4 GT Zagato, that's very rare. They made like twenty of them, and those go yeah. for like well over ten, I, I, from what I recall. But those they are can depending on the car, yeah. Yeah, and those are like arguably like one of the most beautiful cars ever made, and like they're obviously lauded yeah. like for multiple reasons. But but I mean, not that DB5s are not attractive and everything. I mean, I'd still think that they would be as valuable as like the Italian contemporary stuff because. They're stunning, and they're actually this, like supposed to drive really well. They have all-around disc brakes. They have you know great, great drivetrains. Like I don't see why they're they're that inexpensive. I guess in quotation marks. Yeah, well, I think uh, the motor probably hurts them a little bit. Yeah, right? inline but, six, but, like not yeah. very, not like a crazy rever or anything. It's just kind of a, you know, very rudimentary six-cylinder in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I agree. It's a good yeah. good value. 
I mean, it's not weak, but you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of, it's like a a little bit, like, they're more of a car that people would describe as, like, tractor-like than, than say, a Ferrari, you know? Huh. Yeah, because I remember... You have to, like, grab them by the scruff of the neck and... Because they were, like, at the time, they were, like, pretty powerful, right? They were, like, close to 300 horsepower, about the same amount of torque or something, and, like, um... Weren't they dual overhead cam? Like, you know, it was like pretty decent tech for, for the time. Um, I don't know if how high they revved or whatever, but like that seems like pretty solid for, for, for that car. I can't imagine they're that heavy either, right? Like how much do those cars weigh? Like 2,800 pounds or something? Oh, that's a good, uh, good I have question. no idea. I mean, um, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I, I imagine they're fairly yeah. light, you know? Oh, yeah. But I guess, yeah, I guess yeah, the per- performance not- wasn't there, I guess, compared to the other... Uh, contemporary rivals, I guess. I mean, it's still a rag car. They raced them. I mean, they won some stuff, I'm sure, but uh, but they made a lot more. And you know, I think it's like comparing a ten year old Aston now to a ten year old Ferrari, right? It's kind of like on par. Mm. Yeah, something more of a GT as well. Yeah. yeah, I guess that GT thing too. Um, yep. but yeah, yep. it was, uh, it was cool. And then, uh, oh, did you guys, we, oh, Warren, you did not watch the Formula One race. So we can't talk about I that. I watched qualifying all. and everything, but I have not had a chance to sit down and watch the race. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. What are your guys' uh, prediction for the season? Hmm. Uh, how many, how many races are left? Five six, right? now, I think. Is it right. six? Six? Is it six? I, don't I think know. Six. six. Well, you guys have a little more, uh knowledge knowing who won the race uh oh right that's it um but um i just think mercedes is too good i don't know i think it's gonna go down to the wire red bull to win but yeah i think it's gonna go down to the wire at the bare minimum i think that red bull is gonna win the constructors um i i don't oh really yeah um but i i think that there's a very good chance that i think red bull is uh uh-huh okay and I mean, I my I think Red Bull's not going to win the constructors, but I think I think Verstappen's going to win the championship, or you know, that's my gut feeling. But I think uh, it's just because Checo's far behind in the in the constructors. Because like I think Checo, like especially after this last conversation or that this last um, race and the, like the, all the interviews, like he he basically is like he was saying how he's very confident in the car now. He totally gets it. And like you know, he thinks he can perform now at at the top level. So I think that'll give um, the re- the other teams a run for their money. Um, and you know, the whole thing, the whole team has to mesh too, right? Strategically and everything. And now that they all, I think they understand each other better. Maybe there's there's a chance there. Um, but I have a feeling that Ferrari is gonna be uh, third. That would be my my uh, prediction um, in constructors and. There's a, and I'm guessing, you know, uh, Red Bull first, Mercedes second. What do you think, Lane? Um, yeah, I just don't think, uh, I don't think Red Bull can win the constructors. I think, I don't know what, I don't remember how many points they're behind, but I want to say it's like 35 points. You know, there, there's a decent gap in, or maybe more than that in constructors, but, uh, I don't know if they can make up that difference, um, but I do think that Max is going to win, and then I think Lewis is always going to get second. It's going to go down to the line, you know, down to the last race. Uh, and then I agree. I think Ferrari's made a – it seems like they've made a step, so I think they're probably going to be third, and then obviously, you know, McLaren will get fourth and so on and so on. Um, yeah. You think McLaren but, third? Cool. I think it- it's – uh, oh, no, I think Ferrari will. I think Ferrari will get third. Only a few more races. I mean, really, it's gonna be over here before you know it, and yep. then we'll get to watch Drive to Survive, and then we'll get to watch yeah. new cars, which is gonna be really interesting. Um, Whoa! Yeah, that'll be wild. Yeah, I'm really, That's really yeah. excited to see how this goes because it could completely shake things up, right? For better, or for worse, for some of yeah, these guys, for sure. <laughs> Um, Dude, it's like you hear, you see, you see these things like, oh, George Russell signs to Mercedes. Now Williams is going to win the championship next year. I know. You know? It's like, totally. Uh, 
you don't know. Like Haas might kill it, dude. They've been working on the old, the new car for the whole year. Like literally put nothing into the new car, you know, right? Or into their yeah. current car. At least you know? I think they're gonna so be. They put, uh, yeah, but, I mean they are at least best of the rest or something, right? Just given the the current, as you said, current yeah. investment in the new in the new um, platform. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I I don't know if they have the, uh, you know, they're. And everyone's gonna be leveled too with just the pr- the money they have to spend. So it's not gonna be this like disparity of like there's not gonna be like these teams with twelve hundred people and then teams with two hundred and fifty, right? It's gonna be way more level. Yeah, now. exactly. Huh. And one thing that I actually um I haven't really looked into, but I, I remember there was talks about this early on when this this new uh, cost cap was uh, in- introduced and all these different you know regulations were put in place that. You know, there was concerns about a lot of staffing, right, being losing their jobs. And so what does that mean? You know, like for those people, do yeah. they kind of get redistributed amongst the other teams, like some on the opposite end of the so, of the grid? Yeah. So that's what's kind of happened. I mean, there's been a little bit of that, like people like Red Bull's taken Mercedes people away already for their new engine program and stuff. But um, it's. It's like the F1 team, right, is has to spend a, a certain amount. But, like, companies like Red Bull has all these other other subsidiaries and companies involved, you know, where they make – they manufacture other parts. It's not just F1. So they've kind of distributed those people towards these other things, these other kind of companies inside of Red Bull. Um, so they're not they're not working on the F1 team anymore, but they're working within – red bull on different projects so like williams has you know williams doesn't just do f1 they build you know their engine builders for other companies and they do all this other stuff so um, yeah i can see that with williams yeah, that's yeah that's, kind of, that makes sense yeah um that and then they, mercedes is the same thing right mercedes yeah. does a lot of other stuff um yeah. all, most of them do actually i think uh, i mean you know renault obviously does a bunch of other stuff they also have engine manufacturer um oh yeah of course ferrari yeah. and yeah um i think that yeah, um yeah. with uh the potential of like I, I don't know there's talks of this too the potential of like porsche coming into the mix that's fucking cool too like i there I, i've heard audi but i don't know like as you know as it's, the vag group yeah or it's like audi porsche audi porsche vw whatever they don't know which one they'll brand it as yeah um i have heard a lot of porsche talk lately and then they're gonna go together with red bull and basically develop the engine together is what they're saying. Whoa. Interesting. I can see how that's, that, that's, that makes sense for them. Right. Like instead of committing to a full team, Uh like more like getting involved there. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense for Red Bull, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, to have all that money and knowledge and all that stuff, you know, like thrown at them. So yeah, it's, um, it's supposed to, you know, to benefit both of them and then they'll be engine manufacturers and yeah. It could be pretty interesting, um, but supposedly that that was like, like it's very close to happening from everything really? I've heard. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, speaking yeah, of w- Porsche, oh, go yeah. for it. I went to a Porsche car show the other day. Yeah, you did up at Skywalker Ranch. I thought that it was um. In- wh- I thought that it was um, a sunglass uh, show. Like, it was like rare, like, you know, Per Souls or something. Oh, or rare, oh shades. rare shades. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> old Oakleys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, so uh, I went to Rare Shades 5, um, which is a triple zero magazine event. And it's it's held, at, it was held at Skywalker Ranch. And then also Mark Official and this PTSRS put it on, I guess, for the main sponsors. Um, but yeah, it's basically uh, quote unquote rare shades of Porsches. But that kind of the term rare kind of like gets muted a little because you're like, oh, it's just, you know, a lot of them are just kind of like they'll pick one they'll pick like one car of each color from the seventies too. So it's not necessarily like rare. I wouldn't say they're all rare shades, but, um, you know, it's a, sp- a color, they should almost call it a color spectrum or those, you know, yeah. something like oh, that. Huh, uh, okay. 
Because it is. You know what like, I'm saying? Because like, there are a like, lot of mass some produced of the shades colors there. Or, like, is that why? Yeah, I mean, there's like, yeah, there's just normal, like, there's sepia brown and stuff. You know, that's not a rare shade. It's just like a color they made in 19, you know, from 1969 to 1978 or something like that. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen that color in a long time on new cars. Uh, and then there's a lot of like with the newer stuff, there's a lot of PTS cars and there's some 80s PTS cars. And then, you know, there's like a, a 911 turbo and you're like, oh, isn't that just gray? But it's like the stone gray that was only offered on an 86 944 turbo or something, you know, yeah. or like and then they they someone, pe- you know, paint a sample. They wanted that color on their 911 turbo. So, right. Um, but anyways, went to that. Um, I, it's hard to like, I, I can't, even, I don't even know how many cars there were. I would say it's so hard for me to, um, to, like without like really sitting there and trying to count them out, which I haven't tried to do. Um, I would say it was like a hundred and 120 cars, hundred, like something like that, like pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually like thinking about it now, I'm like, there wasn't a single 914. Huh. Crazy. I was going to ask you about that. Was there any 356s? There was. There was a gray 356. Was it a rare shade? For some reason, uh, it was, I maybe, it was some gray, dark gray green. I don't, I don't know if it was that rare, but I think it was just. And then there was a black 356 Speedster next to that, which definitely is not a rare shit. <laughs> uh, but I think they just let let it in because 356 Speedster, maybe. I don't really know. Um, yeah, so it was cool though. They did it all by like greens, so they had all the greens going from like light to dark, kind of, and then all the blues, like same kind of thing, um, going from like light blue, like Gen's car might have been the first one in in the line, so. 2.7 RS, which is like a baby blue, and then going all the way to blue where it's almost black, you know, like yeah. blue, black, gray kind of things. Um, like so desaturated um, as it goes up the line, essentially, uh, and dark and getting more black. Uh, yeah, so it was it was pretty cool. Like part of me, um, there's definitely there was like some opportunity to be a little like cooler with how the cars were displayed they were just lined up in a row and there was definitely opportunity to do like the full-on like i would do one in the middle i would do a color wheel you know or something like yeah you know you had the straight up color wheel and like have the cars fanned out that way just to give that imagine that picture like all those colors mm-hmm. be so rad like but this way it was just like greens next to each other blues next to each other so and there wasn't um which we like to do in our royalty area. There wasn't like there wasn't a lot of layering. It was just rows. Oh yeah, um, got it. Which, you know, I mean, it was a small space they had to work with, <clears throat> and I'm sure there's like fire regulations and all that stuff. So there wasn't tons of opportunity for them to do stuff like that at this facility. But, um, yeah, it was cool. And th- there was a Carrera GT that was silver. So I don't know how rare that is. Um, rare <laughs> car, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and that was kind of like the front and center, like the car that was, it was so sketchy. I we I was there at like seven in the morning, super early, and watching them, they put two by sixes down for it to go up a curb. Like, you know, just these two two by sixes, and you're mm-hmm. watching this Carrera GT, like go up it, and he stalls halfway up. Nice. And, you know, Carrera GT is known for the whole clutch thing and all that and then to go up there and you're like oh fuck just don't don't like don't turn at all don't mess up wood don't snap um yeah super sketch but yeah it was cool it was at skywalker ranch um we everyone had to sign an nda that went there which i don't really understand why because there was like nothing there it's just it kind of feels like a it just kind of feels like you're at a resort like a hotel like the way it is you have your roundabout and you know, your entrance, there was a Yoda statue in the oh. middle of the little common well, area. Um, so are we, are you, are you blowing yeah, the not, NDA right now? Like what was in it? <laughs> like, are, we, are you not supposed to talk about it? Like, I don't understand. That's, no, there's nothing about talking. It was like all about like, don't take pictures unless, and post them places and, or put the, like they, you're not allowed to sell pictures anywhere. And 
if you take pictures, there has to be people in the pictures. You're taking pictures of people. I don't, I, I don't, it was, I feel like it's just like cover your ass NDA. It wasn't anything. Huh? There, there wasn't much there, you know? So it was more like a Um, liability waiver then or something? Maybe, but there was nothing about, there was nothing about that. Like, oh, if you fall and break your neck, it's on you or anything like that. So. Yeah, it's more like a privacy yeah, line. That's trippy. Um, yeah, I yeah, can see yeah. that being entertaining, yeah. though. I mean, like, it's it's cool to see all those cars in one space. I mean, I know we're curation nerds and stuff like that. Like, since we put on these events, but um, and yeah. especially you as a photographer, right? like you want you want you want cool experiences, like to to capture these cool layers and 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 different juxtaposition of stuff. And when when you have a row, that's like why royalty is the way it is right like if you have cars parked next to each other like there's only so much that's exposed and like you can't really it's hard to get good photos of the cars so um but yeah the venue is rad um i guess for folks who don't know do you want to fill them in on skywalker ranch i mean i don't really know much about it i just know it's a it's george lucas's I get, I mean, is it a movie studio? I don't really know. I think really it's a production facility for like editing and doing CGI and stuff. And then he rents yeah. it out to other people to do production there, like to to use all use the facility as well. Um, yeah, I and think this is it's up in Marin County. Yeah, yeah. it's like Santa Rosa, e, uh, west of Santa Rosa, and um, it's I think I want to say it's three hundred acres. Um, it has it might be more than that actually. But um, it's three thousand it or something. I think maybe one, <laughs> it's is pretty it massive. Thousand? Yeah, it's it's a really uh, really yeah, big place. Yeah. So supposedly it has its own fire department because it is so big. So yeah, it's not three hundred acres. It has to be bigger than that. Um, and then it has a man-made two man-made ponds. I I think I heard there was one right next to the place, and that's just to get water to the place basically for fires and stuff like that. Like basically it's prevention. Um, but yeah. It's uh yeah George Lucas's dream, and there's spot. multiple different different little parts of that property. There's there's an old house that is like this Victorian that has a bunch of different uh, memorabilia, and there's all sorts of little nooks and crannies up there. So yeah, yeah, that was like I was bummed to miss it because I would have liked to see just that, you know. The, yeah, we and like I said, we were just at this area that looked like a. Um, a retreat hotel kind of thing like this yeah in yeah the middle of nowhere. like you would go it looked like a spa kind yeah. of um how many people were there was it like not, really crowded dude i mean it was sold out so they have a there's probably a hard number and they can mm. um but no not that not that crowd either if there was like 120 cars then there was probably um 700 people to a thousand people maybe okay you know so like i mean how many people do you think go to a morning motors like Hmm. 500 600 yeah yeah somewhere in there um so this is probably like a thousand people yeah yeah okay yeah and it was cool i mean and marked official had this this little area and they had like cars that they've done stories on so our friend clark sopper of round cat racing his s800 was there um that's weird (laughs) which i was a little thrown off by that i was hanging out with our friend nick the night before or day before and he's like yeah clark's car is gonna be up there i'm like no dude i'm talking about the porsche it's like a porsche rare shades of it he's like yeah he sent it up yesterday i'm like i don't know you know interesting yeah so they had uh cheyenne's alfa romeo gtv uh they had um greg and linda who have been on a dwa rally they had their brown bunny the little 356 and then also their camper van their um like 70s vw bus uh and then they had gens ferrari 365 bb and they had a porsche 910 and they had a bmw 2002 i think that was Hmm. the cars there that were in that little area and then they had a bunch of little stations serving coffee like probably six little stations throughout the place which wasn't a big like area uh but like six little stations serving coffee and then they had scones like a bag with scones in a a scone in it or donut or a pop tart and they were all like very um very well done you know not like 
you know, they're they're very nice. Very nice. Nice. Um, so, well, I think yeah. it's called so gourmet, it was, it was, Lane. Gourmet. It was gourmet. Yeah, gourmet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some gourmet shit. And then they had one of those little like those little portable like donut makers. So there was oh, a person cool. making those donuts. Kind of like the cart we got in uh, Austin for Radwood. So, yeah. Yeah, the little conveyor belt with the the dough goes in and it pops it out. Oh, brick house, co- brick house donuts. I think is what it was brick called. Brick house, yeah. Uh, is cool, that what man. It was called? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inside yeah. baseball. Yeah. Um, it was. And so I think that yeah, that's smart of them to have like that separate oh. area because I know the concept is like you know they I know with marked official like you know that whole brand is kind of like Porsche driven, but it's like celebrating all automotive culture and how it kind of ties into the, to the brand and all blah, blah, blah. So I guess that's the idea. Yeah. It gives you, it gives, and it also, as the show expands, like there's an opportunity to incorporate more people and, and you know, it's like, oh, you're into Datsun 510s, but here's all this Porsche stuff. Check it out. Uh, bring your 510 yeah. too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is owned by Porsche. So, and I talked to some Porsche people from Porsche were there, um, kind of help running the marked area. And then there was Porsche people everywhere. Uh, it was a cool, it was a cool event though. It felt very intimate. It felt more like a cars and coffee than a car show. And it single was, make car show. Um, but it wasn't so much about the cars. It's more about the people, which is like what you enjoy about these things, you know, like what we enjoy about the, a lot of this this stuff so it wasn't necessarily like you looked at the cars and you're like okay cool um kind of like moving on and then it was running into like everyone we know and seeing a bunch of people that i didn't know would be there and and uh that i haven't seen forever like you know michael allen ross and um i don't know kirby fong i don't know tons of tons of cool people um Tons of people I hadn't seen. Oh, Alex at Sharkworks from Sharkworks was there. Uh, James from Sharkworks was there with his 904, and that was in the basement. I got to check it out. He finally got that thing running, and nice. It's pretty rad. He went and showed it to me. It's like, and he has that twin plug 3.6 liter 993 engine in it. Oh, cool! Um, is which the interior is, all done and everything? Dude, it's all it's all together, all good. Yeah, rad. Yeah, that's such nice. a cool car. And he has his aluminum steelies, you know, aluminum like steely looking aluminums aluminum wheels from like boyd coddington um uh but yeah there was like a bunch of people like that you know it's like when was the last time we saw james uh you know a rally three years ago or something and then yeah. uh you know tom park was there and teal and all these friends of ours so it was cool 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 yeah. cool um art anything else on your mind or is it trivia time we got a trivia yeah 12 we, minutes yeah left. we got a yeah fit trivia i'm down triviers Okay. We'll keep it quick. We'll keep it short. Uh, Toyota is unveiling a new model for North America. What is it? Uh, whoa. <laughs> GR Corolla, or is it a full like new full new model? Like what? Do you, what yeah, is? new new model. All new. Huh. Well, I have no fucking clue. Oh, new. <laughs> the the so, name the name well, is uh, not new, but the Oh, is it a re? Oh, wait a minute. There so it's, a, it's just a it's a rehash of an old name. You're saying it's like a, a it's a current name with an addition. Oh, it's it's got a, a little baby. No, um, wait, because we we had said that Corolla was going to be introduced as a CUV, right? We already had talked about that. Is that is this the same thing? This is the same thing. But do we know the name of it at that point? Yeah, we we said Corolla, and we talked about how um. Uh, how it should be something else and all that jazz. So, so it has. I'm guessing it has a name, addition to Corolla. Yeah, I didn't. I never seen the name until now. So maybe we did talk about this coming out, but um, maybe I just have a bad memory and Art knows it. So what is it, Art? If we talked about it. Well, I just remember there was a Corolla that was going to be a crossover. Um, that I don't remember like this any additional stuff. <laughs> he doesn't. Remember, like he, I don't think he knew the name. He's yeah. Corolla. No, no, you're 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 nailing. It. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you points you get points all around because the name is corolla cross oh cross. that's all it is <laughs> and um it is below the rav4 so it's twenty one thousand dollars starting and it's like a little bit smaller than your rav4 there you go there you go okay, cool. speaking of corolla there's a special edition uh corolla out in the uh 
the Thailand market. I don't know if it'll be making an appearance in North America or so the GR? anywhere else. What is this special edition name? Uh, I'm saying GR. Say that again? GR. Oh, GR. No, yeah, it's not Yeah, because I know they're supposed to bring out a Corolla, like a GR Yaris, but a oh. GR Corolla. For uh, like a four-door? Supposedly in the States. Uh-huh. Oh, I believe they're all four-doors Corollas. With all-wheel drive and everything? I don't know the specifics, but same engine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but from what I've heard, not like seam-welded or like seam-welded chassis and stuff like that, that the uh, Yaris does have. So not as motorsports, maybe. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's got to be something like ridiculous, like a, a Celica or like, you know, tacking on. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going to go with that. It's going to be a Celica. <laughs> the Corolla Celica edition? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Rad. It's like super weird, right? Like, I don't know. It's a Corolla yeah. truck. <laughs> no. Um this is the Corolla Nurburgring edition. What? You know. <laughs> you know. The race car. I did see uh, like the lo- most loaded Camry today and it had like black TRD wheels and a black spoiler on it with a yep. black roof. I'm like, "Okay, come on, guys." Uh 138 horsepower CVT. Don't don't you worry about Wait, it. Wait, this the is fuck? a Nurburgring edition? <laughs> Yes, it is uh, offered in Thailand. The Nurburg Edition Corolla, um, thirty thousand dollars. So there you go. I don't know if that's wow. good, good, good deal or not. It's but, a lot of uh, money. Yeah. For, for so get wow. yours now if you're in Thailand. Um, pretty sweet. That Nurburgring name is pretty worth that much, sweet. huh? I guess. I guess. Like, what part of this is Nurburgring? I don't understand. It does have a little badge on the side too with the. The track, um, mm. yeah. Pretty, there you go. Going against our rule of, if you haven't bet, driven it on the Nurburgring, it doesn't deserve a sticker <laughs> yeah, or exactly. a badge. Is cool. It, does it, has it really happened if you don't have a sticker? Yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, that's podcast. We'll see you next time. All right, bye. Adios. Later. Take it easy. <laughs>